Robots vs. Dinosaurs is a proud member of the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Check out Apocalypse Podcast Network for more great podcasts. The following podcast is brought to you by Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Robots vs. Dinosaurs is brought to you by the 28th Street and Crescent Bodega. <laughs> Disclaimer, this podcast is about to spoil several movies from 6 to 20 years old. Lou, read off the list. Today, Robots vs. Dinosaurs will be spoiling for you, the listener, The Truman Show, Bewitched, I Dream of Genie, Dick Van Dyke, Rhoda, Total Recall, Schindler's List, The Avengers, Captain Marvel, Rocky 2, Batteries Not Included, Muppet, Treasure Island, Robocop, The Wizard of Oz, Twin Beaks, St. Elsewhere, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Lost, Bad Moms, and That 70s Show. I think that there's a time delay. Yeah, there is a slight time delay. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I'm in West Virginia, so there's nothing I can Uh, do. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's probably going to make things a little bit weird, uh, but let's... Let's roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm used to it at, uh, um, at work. My phones have a delay. So I deal with this all the time. Perfect. All right. It's like, it's like one of us is in space and the other one's yeah. like, <laughs> at base command. Okay. Let's give this a try. Hello and welcome to robots versus dinosaurs, the podcast where we watch a movie or a TV show every week and then try to determine which one is cooler robots, dinosaurs, or sorcerers who create alternate realities. So far, sorcerers who create alternate realities are the coolest. They are by far. Would you agree or disagree, Ryan? This this is mind-boggling. Loved it. Uh, So, Ryan, why don't you tell the audience what we are talking about today on Robots vs. Dinosaurs? Today, we are talking about WandaVision, uh, episode four. Oh, shoot, which I forgot to write down, is that uh, we now interrupt this scheduled program. I think that's what it's called. Uh, that's right. It's we we interrupt this program. Ah, close. Yes, and and it is a great episode. And it was a great episode. This is uh, so far the highest rated episode on IMDb. Appropriately, I think uh, I I thought it was fantastic. And mm-hmm. you were saying just before we recorded, this was definitely a necessary episode at this point, based on like what we've seen so far, right? We need a little explanation, a little see what's going on, because it was very small little hints of what's going on. And this, like, just dumped the whole load on us to kind of, you know, let us mull over and see. see how, I, I honestly don't think that everything we see here is actually what it is, but it really gives us something to think about, which is cool. Oh, that's interesting. We're going to we're going to drill down to that and get into some specifics. The yep. place I want to start with this one, with approaching this episode, because it's outside of the three very bizarre sitcom episodes we've seen so far, and it's sort of yeah. giving us the the literally the other side of the TV screen. Yep. Uh, <laughs> let's awesome. let's take a look at those five. We narrow, we sort of distilled it down to five theories that we had last week, and let's go through and we can eliminate at least one or two of those now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Starting with time travel. This is not time travel anymore, right? Do you no. agree or, or disagree with that? I, I absolutely agree. I think this is not time travel. I, yeah, it's all being manifested. That one out. I don't think it's the quantum realm. No. I, I, have, I for some reason, don't see... I, I know I know that what Jimmy Woo is in it from Ant Man the Wasp, but I, I I feel that Quantum Realm isn't gonna come into play in this. I, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but I think this mm-hmm. is more about right now. You know, we did some Quantum Realm stuff, Endgame and stuff, and I think we're focusing more on multiverse. But yeah, yeah, I'd say that one's still on the table. The only reason I'd say I didn't get evidence to support the theory. Didn't necessarily get anything to contradict it. Yeah, what I was no, looking for when when Wanda sent Monica Rambo was like if there was a size change or if she like shrunk or grew larger, and I didn't see that. Right. So it's not ruled out, but right. nothing to support it happened. Sure. Correct. It could still be absolutely just like they could be leading us in a whole different direction. Who knows? So absolutely still on the table. Uh, the worst one, dream sequence, is still on the table. I don't. Again, I don't think it's that. No, yeah, of course, still on the table, but I don't think it's a, it's that. <laughs> and what do we? Uh, what was um, then we've got. Uh, we thought that we thought it might be uh, a simulation that Vision um, is being created inside of Vision's mind or his 
virtual space or something. I no longer think it's that because there's a line towards the end of the episode where Wanda very clearly says, I have everything under control. Yeah, exactly. That's that last line really kind of gave away a lot, you know, in, you know, pointing me in a certain direction, of course, but again, it's still on. I I think it's, 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 I think it's probably still a possibility. No, but do you think, the vision in his okay. mind? I mean, yeah. I guess it's possible still, but I don't think it's likely, but I guess it could stay on the list. That's a good way what to you put th- it. The fifth one that we talked about was yeah. that this is some sort of like plug and play si- simulation based inside of like the sword orbital base or some facility. Right. We're like half right with that. Uh, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the, the sword base has sort of brought itself <laughs> to New Jersey and set up a base outside the perimeter of Westview and they're viewing it from the outside. But we, we, we were sort of right and sort of wrong, at least when it comes to Monica, that she went inside of the TV mm-hmm. world and sort of became yeah. a, a person there. And we learn a lot about some of the other townspeople that are in a similar yeah. situation. So the plug and play thing the the, I think we were calling it like the total recall theory or the ready player one theory um, mm-hmm. not if that's not quite we can definitely like take take parts of that theory off the table yeah definitely um, the new theory that i think we have which is very much supported by evidence in this episode is this is all wanda's reality which i th- i do think we talked about that last time but i don't know why i didn't write it down and add it to the list i know it seems like it was maybe it's just you know now that i've seen this i think things seem more obvious thinking back on it maybe it wasn't as obvious last week as we think it was you know like this really because i didn't know what direction it was going to go in back to like you know a week a week or two ago and seeing this one really really changed changed my view here so yeah to get to give ourselves credit we we were last week talking about wanda using the the red um the theme of like red things when she's manipulating things yeah. in her tv reality and yeah. we were talking about like the reality stone or how that is similar to the ether we get another connection to the ether in this episode in the form of cat dennings which was a delight yes oh I, I actually noted having her in this and how funny she was it was really great that was she's awesome and her her and jimmy Wu played off together really well like two yeah. two sort of side comedic characters from the movies that they're in and yeah. seeing them together was really fun great it was really good to see i love i love that and they really had good chemistry together it was really good had that classic mm-hmm. mcu humor you know yes and it actually started off very different from any other episode so far and it yeah. started more like an mcu movie in my opinion yeah. Very cinematic, and it was awesome. I mean, I had no idea that the that it was gonna. I just didn't even know they were gonna incorporate an Endgame type. This into. I mean, that I was totally surprised when that came on. I was like, "What is happening? This is she like reforming in in the uh, in the world?" Or and then it came to me. Oh God, this is the this is the unsnapping. Oh man, the blip. Yes. And that is that we did we did discuss that last time as another possibility. Yes. That some people were blipped or um poofed away and and this might be like the world that they were contained in during that. So that we can rule that out. Yes. But I actually really like I do that. Theory, like but. This, um but I like that this is re- related to the blip in some way or they're they're it, it's using the blip as, yeah. as uh, part of the, the story that, because yeah. Yep. And I think it's a good way of them letting us know that the timing of when this is taking place literally right there. It's like, it starts that yes, second. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, right when you see her come back in the hospital, that's the point in end game where the Hulk snapped and brought everybody back. So that's what 2025. So, you know, they're in 2025 then, right? That's the year. Yes. Yeah. I need place. to, re- I need to rewatch end game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a little, but it's also, I don't know, a little before. It's probably a little during slash before ant-man and the wasp it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to tell what's exactly you know they're up in space when infinity war is happening and like ant-man and the wasp is kind of going on on earth which i find i never kind of could kind of understand that but we're not talking about those movies (laughs) (laughs) 
Fair, fair. Okay, so do you have any... Uh, no, we'll talk about this at the end of the episode, but I want to know, if um, just keep in mind, if you have any new theories based on what we've seen in this episode to add to the uh, list. Um, so I said this starts off kind of like an MCU movie. Actually, it starts off like a very particular one, Captain Marvel, because we're seeing this POV of like dust particles in the air, and it's sort of from a weird side angle, like somebody laying on, on their side on the ground. And we find out it's Monica in a hospital room, sitting in a chair, like as though she's waking up from a, a nap or something. We get sort of that POV where it's like things are coming clearer into vision, but that's literally her rematerializing. But I think um, I think they did this deliberately. The that opening sequence, that, that POV opening sequence, was very very similar to when they show Carol's flashbacks in Captain Marvel when she's looking at the um, her her plane just before it explodes and yep. gives her powers yes i gotta watch that one again captain marvel i saw that like once or twice and I, I think that's i think that's no accident that visually the episode that has a, a character that is tied directly to captain marvel um has mm-hmm. has visual parallels to the captain marvel film yeah. uh, and also that's definitely a, on purpose i just wanted to mention too as she's waking up you can hear the voices like you know, in the background, as she, and I swear that last one is Captain Marvel. That last thing she says, which oh, and I've again, I just like I like like such a scatterbrain when I do notes. It's like just random. So I wrote it on here somewhere, but I, I mm. can't find it. But she, but that last little thing she says at the end, I swear that's Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, her voice. And I think you know, just interesting. The, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's very, very possible. And and she does, Monica does uh, mention Captain Marvel in, in a, or implies the existence of Captain Marvel when she's talking to director Hayward later and he says something about, you know, there's a lot of threats out there in space. Yeah. There's always threats in space. And Monica says, and allies. allies. Absolutely. I, I noted that too. That's a good one. Yep. So... Um, so we know that that Monica, when she was snapped away, she apparently had just fallen asleep sitting in the hospital room with her mom, um, who had just uh, recovered from, I guess, a surgery or treatment. And this is extremely, very, very tragic way to start yeah. this off. But she wakes up in this hospital room. It's kind of like the opening of The Walking Dead, if you've ever seen that show, where it's, I mean, it's very, very similar. It's five years later, not five years in Walking Dead, but like in that show, it's several months later when the protagonist mm-hmm. wakes up and all of reality is different. Something big has happened and he's waking up into this reality from a coma and in a, literally in a hospital room where everything's going crazy. So Monica wakes up in a hospital and she kind of, it's like, it seems like she's kind of in this like haze, like she didn't, uh, like she woke up and she doesn't really seem to register the people that yeah. are materializing in front of her. Um, yeah. She so she's like, just she very focused on happened. finding somebody who knows about her mom. Yes. Yeah, because she wants to find her mom. That's her one yeah, main she, thing she's trying to do. You know, I also, too, she, like, literally watched her and hands materialize. And then she's like, oh, I must have been asleep for 20 minutes. It's But, like, and then, so it's almost like she's, yeah. Yeah, right, like, in a, this fog, this, like, this, yeah, fog state coming out of it, like, not realizing it, where she was. And she has no idea she's and, been gone for and, five years. Not only that, but I, I'll say like this is a cool a cool character in the MCU, and there's a lot of implication that you know she's an agent. She works for Sword. She's seen some some shit. So yeah. this might not even oh, yeah. be the weirdest thing she's ever encountered, and which is why it's like okay, I, I still have something to do. Yes, I'm rematerializing. Yes, people are yeah. forming from dust around me. Great, I'll deal with that later. Like not, <laughs> that's not first on my list right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I know a superwoman from space who shoots, uh, you know, energy out of her hands. I can deal with this right now. <laughs> yeah. Not only do I know her, we're friends and I designed her <laughs> costume. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> relax. Yeah. We go um, with that. <laughs> but that, it just, honestly, it really makes it much more tragic when that doctor tells her uh, the mm-hmm. truth about her mom. And then we sort of smash cut right to the sword base. And yeah, we meet this character uh, played by an actor, Josh Stamberg, who is director Hayward. He's the, he's the new director of the sword base. He talks to Monica about the awkwardness of their situation because apparently he's now the director of sword and 
she do you, wait monica was the director or would have been the director that wasn't entirely clear to me uh, yeah i get whether he the, took her I position or she was going to be promoted to the position i feel like i get the vibe she was going to and maybe it would you know yeah maybe been down to him and her or something he ended up mm-hmm. obviously getting it because she blipped away <laughs> and he talks to her about how she is uh grounded she can only do terrestrial missions for now because she was just unblipped um and that's like mm-hmm. a protocol that her mom set up mm-hmm. that, uh and I, I missed the exact wording of it but it was something about something about alien threats or or alien happenings that yeah. because she was directly exposed to them or something like that she can't go into space and she can't do anything but terrestrial missions, which is why she gets assigned to the missing persons case in Westview. Yeah, missing uh, persons. Director Hayward also mentions <laughs> one other thing that I that I think is interesting. He really hits the. Um, he says sentient weapons when yep. he's, and he says it's part of the name, which I thought Sword stood for sentient world observation and research development uh, department, mm-hmm. but he he says it's sentient weapons. I read, I think I read something like that, that they slightly, like in the comics, it was one and they changed it slightly for the MCU. I didn't really look into that part of it, but. Yeah, Googling that right now in the MCU. Yep. They call it the set. Yeah. So what director Hayward says is like it says on the door, Mm -hmm. sentient weapons. And uh, I guess her response is, yeah, it also says observation and response. So (laughs) exactly. Like we're not supposed Um, to be creating (laughs) flat out just from what you've seen in this episode. What do you think of director Hayward? Um, I didn't really get anything uh, now that you bring, you know, I didn't really think of anything, but now that you mention it, maybe he was a little, a little off, but I didn't really get too much of a vibe from him. Well, what do you, what do you, what do you got? Yeah. I think they were playing it a little bit. I think they're playing it close to the vest a little bit, but he is, uh, he came off. So what, here's what I'm worried about. I'm worried that this is a Captain America winter soldier situation. Like with Robert yeah. Redford, Bucky, Alexander Pierce. Oh no. Alexander okay. Pierce. The, he was the head of shield. And it turns out that he was actually Hydra. And there was that cool scene in the elevator when cap found out that, you know, um, yeah. crossbones and, all those other Rumlo and like all those other dudes were Hydra. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if director Hayward is Hydra. That's uh, a good, but, it's, it, it's, but the, yeah, yeah the, the introduction of the character is really is playing with my expectations from being like a Marvel movie watcher and like yeah. just generally a fiction watcher. <laughs> yeah. um, he comes, you know, he's a friend and and he's sort of apologizing because he took her position. And but you know, it's not personal, and he had no control yeah. over the decision, of course. And he's very friendly. But then later, when we see him interacting with Darcy, he's a little more abrasive with Darcy. He and is, and she even I mentioned feel like Darcy it. is yes, and Darcy is and Darcy asks Jimmy uh, Jimmy Wu what she, what he thinks of director Hayward and like the whole operation, too. And Darcy is such a audience stand-in character right she's such a mm-hmm. uh blanks not a blank say so she's such a proxy a proxy for the audience like she yep. says out loud what you're thinking when you're watching exactly so i think she exists as a litmus test for other characters like if they mm-hmm. treat her good you know that they're a good person um if they are rude to her it, it immediately makes me suspicious that's that's true yeah, that's awesome. You read, you read into this stuff good. I like I lo- I like your theories, man. It's really good. I might read right. too much into things, but <laughs> <laughs> so but it comes um, but it's, good it's, but it's fun. Yeah, I like that. That's really cool. You're right. Yeah, and and even that they have that friendly banter back and forth at first with Monica, and um, it almost has that you know friendly villain superhero banter back and forth. So who knows what kind what kind of oh you just came mm-hmm. back. Who knows what kind of a bag you know bad hydra character he could be obviously that but yeah good observation I'm, I'm hoping i'm hoping he doesn't turn out to be uh i hope it's just that you know he's a he's a a full person where he's not just a good friend guy he also can be you know like a little yeah. bit abrasive to people i just hope it's that and not and and that it's and that it's <laughs> deliberately playing with my expectations yeah, hopefully you are to be suspicious on purpose 
<laughs> but either way, it's fun. So we find out a lot about this reality, about what Westview is, what that means. It's literally a town from <laughs> in New Jersey, exit 32 on, on Highway 2 South. <laughs> and Monica is able to drive there and just very intrepidly walks into the TV screen force field that she mm-hmm. sees in front of her. And it sort of sucks oh. her in. Oh man, I'm skipping over a really fun part of yeah, the episode. We, Sorry. We, we, when the <laughs> drone in there? Do we get the where she actually the yes. drone that's gonna yeah. Talk about that a little bit, the drone. Yeah, so she, you know, she goes into this you know, sword briefcase, you know, the old click click, open it up. It's got that cool little drone in there, pop it on the ground, zzz, flies it in. And to note it's a modern drone. Yeah, flies in, goes through before this is before Monica goes in there, and you know, is their first seeing something like get kind of go into the force field, and then as we know in the previous well, episode two, she finds the the colored drone helicopter. But the cool part is this is where you're mm-hmm. starting to realize things actually kind of they transform into the era that whatever is inside the field. So. That's just crazy cool. Because yeah, because when Monica gets sucked in, that explain that explains why she has a cool costume change and her hair and like everything is right. set to like the settings of a townsperson of Westview. And and it seems that what gets manifested or made in that world then retains as reality. Like she goes in there in different clothing, comes out in sixties or seventies attire that still exists in reality. That's a big part of this, I yep. think, I think too. Not only does this reality field change anything that enters it, but the the funniest part of the episode, in my opinion, was when they get there and they're stand they're they're talking to those police officers that are standing next to the billboard that says Westview, yeah. population 3,982. And they're asking yep. <laughs> about the town of Westview. <laughs> and the sheriff is very not not like in a way like he's trying to hide anything, very genuinely, earnestly says like there's no such place yeah Uh, they mentioned any like friends and relatives of people in westview never heard of them and they're just i mean that shot is so funny because it's just the visual of it is doing all the work for you it's just showing this billboard they're standing they're just leaning casually leaning on their car next to it not never heard of westview they're like where are you guys from eastview (laughs) eastview that was perfect (laughs) absolutely perfect because, like, it could be, you know, like, you get that sense that it could be the thing where these cops are part of a big cover-up. They're, you know, they're mm-hmm. being they're being jerks on purpose to people that are asking too many questions. But the reveal is that's not the case at all. Like, these, yeah. these cops do not – I don't know what they see when they look at that billboard. I don't know if it just – the W turns into an E in their <laughs> mind or – Exactly. Are they yes. not seeing it um, right there? <laughs> Uh, but it's hilarious, and I'm glad we don't get the answer. Uh, we do get a smash cut. So so Monica walks straight into this thing with Jimmy Woo, like trying to tell her, like, what are you, what are you doing? Be careful. Um, she gets sucked in. We get to we cut to 24 hours later, and this is when Cat uh Cat Dennings, Darcy Lewis, is being driven in a in a truck with mm-hmm. a couple of other people, a couple of other sci- yep. a couple of other scientists to this sort of location. And the other side, she asks the other people in the truck what they do. One of them is a new uh, nuclear biology is her field. Nuclear biology. We're going to unpack that in just a second because um, the next one is artificial intelligence. Darcy introduces herself. She she does astrophysics, and then the one that she asked first, who didn't want to answer, that she says is a Boy Scout leader. Um, <laughs> yeah. He then says, "I'm a chemical engineer." And she's like, man, no one cares. Yeah. No. Um, Ryan, what <laughs> what do you think a nuclear biologist does? Uh, yeah. Uh, what is nuclear and biologically alive? Right. I don't know. It's got to be some, maybe that has uh, quantum realm aspects right there. Okay. Oh, that um, makes sense. Nuclear when I hear nuclear biology, biology, the first thing I think of is Godzilla. Oh, like make you know altering things DNA possibly, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like a molecular level. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a cellular level. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely a field of science that I'm clearly not an expert That's in. Weird, but but do I you just, think that it actually means something here? Or are they just trying to 
give us something, you know, list off a bunch of scientists and I think it's showing, I think it's showing that sword <laughs> is is researching all possibilities and they're so they're bringing in every expert they can think of yeah. or they can get their hands on. So even yeah, if it could rule things crazy, out maybe. like like that, you know? So they got everything they can possibly because she even I think mentions yeah. that oh sword has no well, idea what's going on. But they don't have no she she does say that, but but I disagree a little bit because they do bring in okay. an artificial intelligence expert. So, you know, they know that um they got an idea. Obviously, because vision is involved, you know, they're gonna want like some sort of robotics or AI yeah. expert in there. Darcy takes some readings and she says that there's a colossal amount of CMBRs, it's cosmic microwave background radiation, mm-hmm. uh, which director Hayward clarifies is relic radiation dating back to the big bang so there's radiation in coming from westview that is eternal like it's been (laughs) it's it it was part of it was like it had part of radiation particles that were originally part of the creation of the known universe Mm -hmm. yeah big bang dust and stuff i would say that means wanda literally has access to the keys to reality to all of reality i'd say she is that powerful yeah because she actually must have the ability to wipe these people like we didn't mention these people like who know people who live in west westview they their memories are wiped of even remembering having knowing people who live there so yeah she must literally be able to manipulate reality in a way that affects you could change people's memories thoughts i mean clearly even history yeah make people do all these things they almost like they're robots acting don't even know you know they it's almost like they're in this zone so yeah and then creating a whole mm-hmm. world yeah oh yeah she, she's got to have that i'd say in terms in terms of raw power this is the most powerful that we've ever seen an mcu character be i think yeah. absolutely there's no one who can who can just manipulate and control don't, everything in the way that she does. And and control is the other side of that. She she has the raw power. She has a ton of raw power. I think yeah. it's overflowing out of her and it's more than she knows how to control. I don't even think Wanda knows how powerful Wanda is just yet. But no, I think she, she is learning to harness her powers and 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 use them to manifest things in different think, ways yeah. um, but she's still kind of affected by by her emotions the past did you say their powers are still affected by her emotions yes yeah yeah she hasn't kind of been able to totally separate that yet and so the the, the reason i bring that up is because her power level compared to even captain marvel or thor or who 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 else are like the most the most powerful uh, people we've seen Thanos even they, well, yeah. Thanos, let's say Thanos really with the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, yeah, the, mm. the, that. So uh, these are Hulk is very strong. He is, but, but in like the, I'm talking I, about I say like the power to change right. all of reality. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I was just going to go on the fact that Hulk can be pretty powerful. Well, I guess. In a way, in the comics, Hulk just like MCU kind of makes Hulk a little bit less than what he. I'm not a big comic guy, as you know, but the Hulk will just continue to get bigger and yeah. stronger, and like he's like punched worlds, like when he gets angry, you know, like ridiculous stuff. So in the MCU, yeah, yeah. she's definitely more powerful, though. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to mention that too. She is. She's still nowhere near as powerful as the comics analog to Wanda, but but she's getting there. Like learning that she can harness or has is somehow connected to relic radiation dating back to the Big Bang implies a cosmic amount of power. Yeah, absolutely. Jimmy. uh, Oh no, sorry. So yeah, Jimmy Woo. (laughs) Oh, can I just mention another thing when about uh, the about Wanda's power too? I'm sorry before we continue on is she actually you're saying that she's more powerful than thanos i mean she did basically she would have ripped him apart and killed him if it wasn't for the i don't know if you you said you haven't seen endgame in a while but she was going to tear him apart if it wasn't for the fact that you know he had a rain fire down with all the missiles she would have simply just ripped them apart (laughs) 
I feel like they should. Yeah, and I, um, yeah. I feel like you you mentioned that that like that was the first time we saw Thanos have any fear. He he looked genuinely yeah. scared that she was going to destroy him. Yes, exactly. Like he's net. Like, um, he just, like he just went in, beat the crap out of everyone. Hulk's body slamming him, and this is the first time you see like wow. Which we've probably I think we mentioned, yeah. but yeah. When Jimmy Woo gets to the sword base, he's talking to Darcy. She explains that she found longer wavelengths superimposed over the noise of the the reading she was getting. And she yeah. asked for an old TV that could pick up the signal. And because yeah. there was it's some sort of broadcast that's being sent out. She was able to determine that. And I love the way Jimmy Woo encapsulates this. He says, so you're, so you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two <laughs> Avengers? <laughs> yes. Yep. Well, it's a working theory. <laughs> yep. And so I was actually saying this about Darcy earlier, that she's like this analog for this proxy for the audience. She says what, what you're thinking. Jimmy Woo quite literally does that exact thing here. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And we see uh, this is the beekeeper from episode two getting sent into the sewer. We find out yeah. this is Agent Franklin. Oh, cool. That was a name. Agent Franklin is not the... Franklin is not the first agent, apparently, that's been sent inside because they lost contact with the last one. He ends up getting disconnected from his tether. And yeah. I, they still don't explain why he comes out with bees, though. It'll, yeah, exactly. Why, why does he turn into a beekeeper? And secondly, like, what is that? What mm -hmm. is the cable turning into? Is that like an old style jump rope? <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> it's like weird. Yeah, I thought jump rope. I thought the same thing. And yeah. so, yes, it's it's he goes in there in like a hazmat sword suit and then mm -hmm. it turns it becomes a beekeeper suit. I think yeah. that is I think what that is, is like that's something that Wanda doesn't actually have full control over. It's mm -hmm. when he climbs out of that sewer, a beekeeper doesn't make a lot more sense, but it makes more sense than something as futuristic as what he's actually wearing so right because that's unrealistic her powers her, yeah and i think yeah i think what what happened is her powers just turned it into the closest analog thing, thing that it could accept yeah. in in that version of reality mm -hmm. yeah. so that kind of that sort of gives us another piece of the the beekeeper puzzle and it Where doesn't fully go? solve it but um it's interesting where did he go because she rewinds time in that moment and we, right. have, yeah, we don't know what happens to, to yeah. him. Does he become a townsperson? Does he just go Was back to sewer, sewer the way he came? <laughs> yeah, uh, who knows? Man, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be keeping track of Franklin in future episodes and see if that agent yes. comes back at all. Our boy Franklin, right there. <laughs> you know what though? They deliberately hide Franklin's face or the obscure Franklin's face. It's always in they darkness do. or under a mat, on a hood like or a mask or kind of even when he's when it shows that mm -hmm. shot of it kind of silhouettes his face so you can't you can't make out how who it is so that could be somebody down the line it could be it could also just mean that they haven't cast that that character <laughs> that's true too so they, sometimes uh, it's the simple reason have... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, but I, but i hope it's kind of a mystery for us to solve and unpack cuz it's fun it is Darcy, uh, also Darcy's great. Dar Darcy's great and does a lot in this episode. She um, comes up with this, oh, yeah. the idea when she sees uh, the radio in in Wanda's kitchen to try to oh, send cool. signals through the radio, and this gives us an explanation for another weird thing that has happened, which is uh, that moment between Dottie and Wanda at the mm -hmm. the pool club meeting. Yeah. And that was a kind of a strange scene anyway. And this um, this adds, just adds to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so now, now looking at these townspeople, looking at Dottie, looking at Herb and Agnes from the perspective of, we know that they, they are trapped in Wanda's reality and they yeah. have different levels of awareness of that fact. Do you, do you still think that these are, that like Agnes, for example, we talked about her being an evil Hydra agent, perhaps, yeah. or Herb. Uh, maybe working for Hydra as well. Do you still think that? I do, because also when they're going through all of the people in the show and stuff, if you look, Agnes is the only one without an ID who they figured out who she is. So I don't know if you'll Dude. notice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. she's the only one who they, they're not connecting to a real person. So there's definitely something up with her, which I wrote that down too. She's, 
I definitely think she's going to be a bigger, she's going to be a, a bigger player coming up. That's such a good point. Let's go through the townspeople that they do name because okay. man, I can't believe I didn't catch that. They didn't name. Her. I guess I sort of assumed that they had had posted <laughs> yeah. Agnes up there, but they just didn't tell us. Cause you know, they're just saving time getting like, we get it by this point. They've already shown four of these people, five of these people, but yeah, I bet, man, I bet Agnes there's, they haven't discovered who Agnes is because they say Mr. and Mrs. Hart are Todd and Sharon Davis. Norm is Abolash Tandem. Jones is Harold Copter. Beverly is Isabel Matsueda. And Herb is John Collins. None of these names jump out to me as anything that I've heard in the MCU or that I know this is a the alias of a superhero or a villain. So, so these uh, to me right now, these are just still NPCs. Yeah. They're just townspeople. That's the vibe I get. I'm, I think they're using how, but yeah, them Ag- as Agnes is not on the list. Nothing, you know, more to trying to show the importance of maybe Agnes. That's that's what I feel. Like these guys are nothing. They're just regular people. But and then they want you to see, see that she's not. She's not. You know, that's that's what I got from it. She's not. That was, now, that was what a good are, trend. I really. You what? No, go ahead. Go ahead, please. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry, I was just. Gonna, I was just saying, like that was such a good catch because that would have completely slipped by me if you didn't say anything. The fact that that Agnes wasn't yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, I even snapped a picture of it because I saw it, and it's, everyone's got the picture and an ID, picture and ID. Agnes, there's no ID in the corner. They were all there just to show how she towns more important. Yeah, all the townspeople. Oh, what are the townspeople? Oh, yeah, I was going to mention, like, I even thought, like, are has she, like, revived? Like, so because I don't want to skip to the end, but are these maybe dead people? Uh, that was something I thought. Nuclear you know? biology. Yeah, what if Westview was, like, a town that was completely wiped off the map by a nuclear weapon or, or something like that? And she's, Who knows? Um, and she's using the, their manifested all these anything. dead people. I think that all of the people that we're seeing in Westview, except for Vision, uh-huh. are alive. I think okay. Vision's the only one that is actually dead. But that's a good theory. I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write that down that they're all dead. But yeah, you're at Vision is is yeah. He's and got he's got to be dead. <laughs> I, this was I think very important. Jimmy Wu when he's writing down uh, when he's working with Darcy and they're like posting those those pictures on the wall. He's writing down on this blackboard. He, uh, I wrote down three of the questions. He wrote down why sitcoms, why yeah. hexagonal display, and is Vision alive? Question mark. Mm-hmm. All questions, basically. I kind of had. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There's that that audience surrogate. Oh yeah. Okay. There we and go. And we find out Jimmy Woo is the one. The confirmed. It wasn't Cap's voice. So there goes my theory. It was Jimmy Woo on the radio asking yes. Wanda, "Who is doing this to you?" Hey, also, um, if you look on, they, that, uh, on that dry yeah. erase board that he's writing on, if you look all the way over to your left, you yes. can see like scrolls, the last half of the word scrolls, which are the alien creatures. I don't know. If I didn't like, see that. The key is like, I, re- I, yeah, I really wanted to pay attention to that, that board because I was like, I like paused it and tried to read everything on there. Yeah. Did you catch anything you else? Because scrolls, the, that's a good catch. You can't see the whole word. You just see like the, at the back end of the K-R-U-L-L-S. But what else, what else is it going to be? Especially, especially with all of the connections in this episode to Captain Marvel. Exactly. It's, it's definitely got to mean something. The hexagon shape yeah. is also in Guardians of the Galaxy and, and stuff. When they, whenever they warp, the um, hexagon shapes are also there. I don't know, whenever, I don't know how to explain. You know, when the ship goes into light speed and they, it's almost those honeycomb things yep yep and those are all hexagons yeah. too so i don't know if that's related in a way but i mm. bring that up that is interesting and i I, th- I don't know i think with the sitcoms i think she's just trying to i think she's just trying to project something that comforts her and, and makes her happy so, so that's there could be more to it than that but i think that's the basic idea of why she's using a sitcom it's comforting yes it begs it begs a couple of questions though because when mm-hmm. when Darcy is watching Wanda giving birth, uh, they show like the clip from episode three, let's say, and mm-hmm. Darcy is watching it on on her vintage TV screen. I noticed for the first time they definitely showed it this way in the last episode, but I noticed 
from her perspective, from, from the viewer's perspective, Wanda mm-hmm. is, uh, it's that sitcom type of censorship and Darcy mentioned censorship where she's giving birth. Monica is attending the birth, but the bottom half of Wanda is hidden by the Behind couch. The so we don't see the details of it. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously it's like censored for graphic content. Like you don't <laughs> want to show a live birth on yeah. sitcom television, but like, also just the details of this is a magical, not normal birth. So again, we're just sort of circumventing that by hiding it behind a couch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, what does yeah. Monica see <laughs> though, from her perspective? Does she see a natural birth happening or does she just see like big belly? Oh, I, I see where you're going. Yeah. Smash cut baby in my hands. That's a good point. Like what is yeah. Monica's reality? Yeah, that's that's really cool. Is she? Yeah, she's she's are, inside yeah. the screen. Yeah, that's that's cool. Is it? Yeah, is what's hidden really actually there? That's that's cool. I would say that she did. I feel like she like Wanda's really got a grip on this reality, and everyone's kind of buying it, and they're they're seeing it for real. I think so. But that I think that's a cool thought, though. That's awesome. Well, so again, like. Not to be gross, but like, does she literally see like like blood afterbirth placenta? Like, does she like an umbilical cord? Oh, two umbilical cords. Yeah, and she like, gets up and see... it's just not there because the mess isn't there or anything either. You know, there's just doesn't show right. anything. It's a good point, mm-hmm. but and, and it's think. the fact how they act so uh, the characters act so like it's normal too. You know, like if she didn't see anything, should they just go about their mm-hmm. day? You know, it's just it's all kind of weird and creepy. Yeah. I think that we're getting closer to where we, so for in this episode, we saw people who are watching from the other side of the screen. I think that pretty soon, probably maybe in the, even in the next episode, we're going to see what things looked like from somebody's perspective inside that world. We sort of see like from Monica's yeah. perspective, how scary it looked to be facing down Wanda with her red hands <laughs> glowing. But yeah, maybe we're going to see a little bit more of like, what does this bizarre reality look like? from somebody who isn't Wanda or Vision. Right. Like what's inside her thing, of it? You know? Why is her to a fence, you know? Right. <laughs> and I bet Agnes might be like our character that, that shows us that because she has her own agenda, according to our yes. theory, that she has a she's working against Wanda. One other thing is oh, oh, oh man, I had another question to ask. She came here because we're all right. She right. came here because we're all dot dot dot. Do you think we're any closer to knowing what the end of that sentence was going to be? I don't. That's where I got. I, I just where I got the dead part from because it just fits in. It just fits that sentence so well because we're all dead. That's that's what I just filled that blank okay. in myself. That's what I thought. Um, but that's what I've been trying to think too myself. That was okay. so. That was so weird. That you know, that's what that's the whole line. Mathematically, mathematically, statistically, because half, literally half, of life in the universe was erased. There yeah. was no rule in place where it was like half of the residents of Westview, New Jersey, or half of the people that live in the state of California. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. half. So yeah. it stands to reason an entire town, an entire state, an entire country could have been blipped away. Mm -hmm. And so Westview could be an entire town of people that were blipped. Yes, absolutely. That's could be, man. There's one other thing. Why didn't they come back back during the un, the unblipping You know, why? Maybe they were supposed to, but she, no, you know what? That it's weird because it's because we know we know this is after yeah like everything should be Thanos was defeated you know unless there's a reason why these people mm-hmm. got stuck here unsnapped maybe there was these are people yeah. some three three thousand eight hundred ninety two or whatever it is people that somehow remained back could be something like that why I don't know I have to think about yeah. it yeah. And, and why does Monica mention Ultron? Because Jimmy and, and Darcy think that's yeah. weird. Um, when, 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 when Monica first ends up inside, Darcy has a great line where she says, uh, she, <laughs> um, she has a speaking part now. <laughs> Monica has a speaking <laughs> yes. part now. I thought that and was funny. 
it's sort of like calling out the meta weirdness of it, but also like Monica, it's a question of how aware she is of the reality that she's trapped inside in Westview. Mm -hmm. So when she, we talked about this in the last episode, but we couldn't come up with an answer. When she mentions Ultron to Wanda, is that her trying to break Wanda from, from her illusion? Uh, Or is that Monica sort of waking up and realize and like breaking from her, mind control that she is trapped under those are two really good thoughts it could be either one so what what do you think what do you think is going on with when she when she brings up um your brother was killed by ultron i think it has more to do with with geraldine monica trying to bring uh wanda out of it opposed to wanda because i don't think i don't think wanda would want any I, i don't think she'd want any any of that mentioned in her perfect world so I don't, I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's, I think it's Monica and, and it's her somehow quickly becoming aware enough to make this comment. You know, maybe it has something to do with the stork and all that stuff. I don't know. I can't make any connection to that right now, but yeah, so I, I think I it's can her. See I think it's like, her coming out of it that, you know, I, I don't think it's Wanda. I think so too. I think, cause I think up until that point where um, in the, in the episode itself, in episode 103, there's all the hijinks with the stork and Monica is telling that story, that inane story about her job at Gravidio's uh, marketing. And she's, uh, you know, talking about yeah. that, that thing with her boss and she came up with this catchphrase and she got a promotion from it. I feel like all of that was when Monica was still under the spell, when she was still under Wanda's spell. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think she was really aware of herself telling that story or any of the details of that story, because none of it is, is her reality. And yeah. I think what snapped her back into the, the brain of Monica Rambo was too many weird things. Like she was under the spell up until the babies and, yeah. and Wanda singing in Sokovian and talking about, I'm, I was a twin. I think at that moment it was like, Oh, this is this is this is one too many things. It it tips the scale over, and now I can see that I'm in a weird yeah. situation. And I think, yeah, she then that's when she was like, "But your brother was killed by Ultra," <laughs> and tries yes. to appeal to Wanda. Bring in that which does that not work sharp out. Sharp <laughs> <laughs> No, it did not. Did not work out. Yeah, which man, she she could have approached that differently because yeah, she gets tossed. Yeah, she does. Yeah, we, it's awesome. We don't get to see that her kind of perspective of it from the first, but to see her just go flying through those houses and then Wanda kind of like, oh, kind of realizing, oh, oh no, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of messing up my reality here. Let's, I got to get back into my, my character here, fixes everything and then go, tries to get right back into it. Like she doesn't want to see that reality for too what long. Happens? It just messes with her. But what happens though, after she fixes the hole in the wall, Great, I've got it. Then what happens? Do you remember the then very next thing? Scene. Then we get the scene where Vision comes in. Yep. Yes. You know, Vision comes in. Yeah. You know, where, yeah. where's Geraldine? Oh, she's Vision had to... looking blue. Yes. And he kind of looks like what he looked like after Thanos ripped the out of his head. He's all kind of that dark blue gray, dead, looks dead. His eyes are, you know, got no pupils or anything. But yet then she quickly fixes it. Correct me if I'm wrong. That happened to him twice, didn't it? Uh, the first time Wanda destroys the stone with her powers while she's holding off Thanos. Right. It's pretty badass. But then Thanos is just, he, he's just like, yeah. I know what I'm going to do here. And then he rewinds time, brings him back, grabs him by the throat, immediately just rips the gem, the, the mind stone, or what is that? The mind stone, yeah, out of his head. And and he just goes, drops. Yeah. And that's the last time we see him. And I mean, maybe, I think there's even going to be a scene, something that Wanda actually goes and, and gets Vision's body. And it's actually maybe his real, mm-hmm. the real robotic dead body of Vision being reanimated. And that's kind of what I thought about the other people being dead too. That mm-hmm. brought that, that, that theory comes back into play there too. Everyone dead, but then, yeah. Just thinking out loud here. That's a good theory because, yeah, it could be, it, oh man, it could be very morbid where it's literally like Vision's corpse 
she's <laughs> manipulating it and, and yeah, like a I puppeteer, actually, right? And just having yeah. it walk around and talk and interact. Yeah, because it's still a robotic machine. There's just that thing missing. So if she can put the energy into it to still move and go, I think, because she's essentially an infinity stone. You know, she can use her powers mm-hmm. to basically animate him, make him be alive. If she can change people's memories, thoughts, make she them is- say things and everything, I-, I think she can just flat out manipulate reality. Yeah, it's almost like she's two rea- uh, two infinity stones. Like she's the mind stone and the reality stone because she can manipulate yeah. both. It's yeah, exactly. So she's um, she, yeah, and I think she thinks she might be. It's um yeah. Uh, Vision <laughs> says something really interesting to her though. He says, mm-hmm. and I don't remember if this was in the last episode or not, but he says to her, "We don't have to stay here. We can go wherever we want." Yeah, and that's when Wanda says. I have everything under control. And yeah. I think right after that, she goes right back into the sitcom acting and says, what shall we watch tonight? And what I think that's like the her lot. I think that's pretty much the end of the episode. Yeah. And but, then, um, you know, go, but that little exchange I think is really interesting. Do we see the part? Mar- um, so what, shoots out? Yes. Yeah, is that, or is that the very last scene? Cause then that, that's where she says like, it's Wanda, it's all Wanda, you know, mm-hmm. kind of letting the people outside know that this. Yeah. Like, that, and that kind of, letting the people outside, letting the audience know, like, this is, <laughs> um, this is Wanda creating this, this reality yeah. for sure. It's confirming that. But what, but I want to, what I want to dig down into is like what, when vision quote unquote vision, or if it's just Wanda thinking this is vision, what vision would say. Um, but when he says, we don't have to stay here, we can go wherever we want. Yeah. I think that is that dead. Is that, vision? is that, is that actually Vision's thoughts or is that Wanda placing those, placing that? Is she making him say that? Is that what you mean? Like, is she creating what he's saying or is he actually his own sentient being? Right. That's the big question. Is it her subconscious filling in like the gaps of, you know, I wouldn't, she, she is deluding herself and she's at least somewhat aware of that. She knows yeah. that she's built this fantasy world for herself to 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 avoid processing her real emotions so there's this layer of she's aware of that but you know if you're if you're doing that especially if you're a cosmically powerful being at some point your subconscious is going to break through and manifest in ways where you are self-reflective where you're Mm -hmm. questioning what you're doing why you're doing things you're conscious it's your it's your conscience like you know getting the creeping up on you and and making you think the things, the, the thing, the, the thoughts that you've pushed away. Mm-hmm. So that could be manifested. It could be her conscious subconscious manifested in vision saying out loud to her, we don't have to stay here. We can go anywhere we want. Yeah. But the other possibility is, yeah. Is it vision, dead vision somehow talking to her beyond the grave? I don't know. Uh, or through yeah. time or as a simulation or yeah. I think somehow or another is vision alive. It, That's the question Jimmy Wu writes. Down. Or, I think somehow or another it it is actually vision. And I think as the show is going on, somehow the life force that's been put into him is slowly becoming getting more hold on him, and he is slowly more realizing how this is not this isn't reality, and he's slowly becoming alive, I think, kind of. You know, he mm-hmm. might not, he might have started off okay. one way, but it's building up to the fact that he's going to somehow, he's, he's going to realize and he's going to become his own and he's going to, Wanda won't be in control of him at, anymore. How, I, I don't know how, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's the progression that it's going to go to. Yeah, I am still uh, on my theory that Vision was Shuri created a copy or downloaded a copy of vision. I remember that. That's, that's a cool theory. Yeah. And I bet Wanda would have, because his body was in Wakanda, um, would have recovered his body and probably would have had a conversation with, with Shuri where she was like, well, how far did you get? I need whatever information. I need whatever you downloaded from his brain or whatever you mapped of his consciousness. I need that. And I'm going to, I need it for my own purposes. Don't you worry about it, Sherry. I've I got that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rebuilding my husband, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's um, cool, man. And that actually could give more... Yeah. Let's so add that's that where, that's that where, to my theory, too, where 
that that's the life force that's that's helping vision that's the life force that uh wanda's using the program of vision to keep it moving and that's what's slowly going to bring his personality back alive because it kind of already exists in this copied download that you're talking about and with the energy from her could actually mm-hmm. bring his life back yep hmm. it could also be sort of the uh the, remember the movie multiplicity sort of thing you make a copy of a copy it's not going to be quite yeah. like the original yeah i'd like pizza <laughs> I love the part when he's trying to get information out of him and he's bribing him with the coke. <laughs> he's eating the pizza. He's like, mm. Steve, more. And he's pouring more coke in the glass. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> oh, that's a Michael Keaton classic. So, yeah, right Vision there. could be. Uh, and maybe in the next episode, Vision will be played by Michael Keaton. Uh, but, oh, <laughs> or we or only Whoopi Goldberg or Danny DeVito, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the uh the only other things I think I didn't mention from my notes are we got new actors in this episode, Randall Park and Kat Dennings, uh, and Josh Sandberg, who we've talked about already. That was Jimmy Wu, Darcy Lewis, yeah. and director Hayward. The director and writer for this episode was the original team Matt Shackman, Jack Schaefer. Um, so they've done three out of four episodes so far. Well, Matt Shackman has directed them all, but Jack Schaefer has been the writer for right. four of them. And that is all of the notes that I have. Do you have any any more notes on the episode? Well, that's um, just pretty much it. We've covered most of the stuff. Everything I, I like we brought pretty up much the covered. Thing that was, I'm really stuck on that. Yeah, you gotta go. Yeah, go go look at this. Go. You should just watch the episode again. Look at that scene. Pause right on that on the two boards. The one he's writing on the one when they're putting the IDs and just. It's cool to just look at all the little little stuff. That's all I noted, but that was important. But just look for yourself. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, but that's really, I think, all I got, man. So let, let's speculate on that. What if everybody is a scroll? What would that mean? What would that change? Well, man, well, then that would change. Make, this is a lot more space. It, it's going to be a lot more. I, it means it's going to be a lot more ter- extraterrestrial. Than I expressed. I was thinking it's going to be more earthly mm-hmm. of a show, but bringing in scrolls, we could be seeing yeah. some. We could could be seeing some crazy stuff. You know how in Endgame we see Thor hanging out in New Asgard because at the end mm-hmm. of, of Ragnarok, uh, Asgard yep. was destroyed, and so he had all of Asgard on two ships, one of which was blown up, unfortunately. He has half of half of all of the Asgardians with him, and they find this Icelandic town, mm-hmm. like fishing town that, <laughs> um, that they live in with Korg and Meek. And but that is, and they call it New Asgard. So at the end of Captain Marvel, we know that the scrolls, and this is back in the in the eighties or no the nineties, that the scrolls are they've lost their home or they've been pushed out of their home, and there's a lot of scrolls looking for a home. Uh, because of the war that they're involved in with the Cree. So what if an entire a town's worth, a Westview-sized population of Skrulls settled yeah. in this New Jersey town? And this, and that's part of why nobody in the area knows about it. There's some sort of like yeah. they're deliberately trying to obscure their, their presence in the world. Mm-hmm. They're trying to blend in. That's... Uh... That's really cool. Yeah, it's, I gotta definitely. It's a I gotta theory, read, uh, but I gotta retouch on on Captain Marvel. This is gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing it's gonna have a lot of relation to that. I gotta rewatch it because I'm missing some. This is like you know yeah. you forget details after it's been a couple of years. Yeah, with Monica Rambo being this this big of a character, it's definitely um, it yeah. gives a lot more significance to Captain and Marvel. Who knows? So, yeah, but there's a lot of clues in there, especially with the time travel aspect of that movie or not time travel but the setting of yeah you know this the is time era Captain Marvel did a lot of place setting by being in the 90s yeah it did so going back to our theories um dream sequence still on the table i'm adding scrolls to that list quantum realm still on the table um simulation sort of halfway on the table wanda's <laughs> reality i think is the strongest one though that we're working with yeah, and, and I think that's the direction that they're pushing us. Which could also be a, mis- a misdirect on purpose, but, but I don't exactly. think so. I think what we're seeing is, is Wanda developing her control over her raw power. Yeah, that's absolutely it. And it's gonna, this is going to be her yeah. developing into the super powerful character she really is to then be in the multi, 
verse movie. I, it's all going to play. It's going to be, it's going to be big. It's going to be huge. I would, I, again, like no, no, there's, I don't think there's, I don't think we can under, I don't think we can overestimate Wanda at this point. And I think like if it is, since it, we know it's leading to this multiverse movie, I think it's very possible that Wanda will become so powerful. She creates the multiverse. Right. That's, that's a really good point. And I believe the whole thing with that coming out of her reality and into our real world being these manifestations become real things. That's how other characters are going to be able to be brought in from other places too. You know? So Westview right now is a rea- it's a contained reality field that Wanda can control, mm-hmm. but it might grow beyond mm-hmm. her control. And yeah. like that field um, that, that Monica walked through, like I could see that just spreading and spreading and growing bigger and becoming a wider perimeter until it permeates yeah. everything in this universe. And like yeah. at that point, it's just completely out of Wanda's control and another parallel dimension, universe or whatever has to be created. Yeah. Wow. That's like intense. you pour too much into the bucket and it just displaces yeah. everything and pushes it yeah. to the side. And then boom, you almost have like two bubbles form from one big bubble. And then boom, you're, you got two worlds. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Man. Huh. Well, this is a really fun episode and, um, yeah. and, I'm, and it really, it like tossed a lot of things up in the air, but it, it answered some questions. It shook things up and it was just entertaining as an episode on its own. So yeah. especially with Kat Dennings around. Yeah, so this, uh, very, this very good episode. Yeah. The show just keeps getting better and better. What do you think? What are you predicting for next episode? Um, I think the show's going to go. Now we're going to we're going to kind of see almost a two story side. You're going to see, you know, Wanda trying to maintain this universe while we're going to now be able to see the outside on a regular basis. It's going to be the battle of trying to bring her out and, and her trying to keep in this reality. And that's so we're going to now see both sides. In, in every episode, I think it's almost like a, a lost back and forth. Maybe it won't be the same cinematic style, but you're going to see two sides of a story from one side to the other. Just like Lost will show you a, this is their life then, this is their life now. It'll be, you know, this and this. And we'll get to see them come together eventually. Mm. What What do you think? That's you think they're going to... I mean, Jimmy Woo... I'm sorry, man. Um, no, no, sorry. no, it's not your fault. One thing Jimmy Woo says is he's sort of going through because this gives us an answer to things we were speculating on, like what is the actual era that they're mimicking in these sitcoms mm-hmm. or, or portraying. So Jimmy Woo tells us it's the fifties, the sixties, and then the seventies. So yeah. the next episode I think is almost certainly going to be something from the eighties. We've, we've sort of seen like in the trailer for the show. Um, yes. Agnes in very eighties clothing and hair. It kind of looks like it might be like a family ties parody or like mm-hmm. um i don't know like what sitcoms do you think we'll see parodies of in the next episode oh yeah yeah from i 80s. think that's your i think you nailed it uh, family ties growing pains type style and then i think i mentioned it last time one growing pains yeah yeah once we get up into the 90s i think we'll see you know a full house i'd love to see married with children <laughs> <laughs> how funny is it that like full house is on the table as a possibility, it's Elizabeth Olsen is the star of this show. Mm-hmm. She just had twins. Yeah. And if they put her in like a full house kind of setting where she has baby twins. Yeah. I don't know. Like obviously there's something, they, they, there's some fun that they could have with like the Olsen twins. Yes. There's a uh, fun from full house in that, in that situation. That would be fun. Yeah, man. Also, there's a show from the eighties called small wonder. Do you remember oh, that my. show? Goodness, is that that robot girl? Oh, <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness, yep. I do. A remember scientist that. just very casually has a robot daughter, and there's all <laughs> yeah. sorts of hijinks, sitcom style hijinks, because <laughs> nobody can discover that she's actually a robot, and she comes <laughs> yeah. close to being discovered almost every episode. <laughs> yeah. So we have a direct parallel with that with Vision in Westview. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that so would that, be man, Alf. Yes. Oh my form? goodness. Who could in my form? Who could be Elf? <laughs> that Alf. Would be, yeah, yeah. Alf, the show. Like, like I'm saying, like Alf. Like Alf. Yeah. Like Alf shows up in this reality. <laughs> oh, like he's legit, like, hey. 
<laughs> that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> and then Wanda shoots him out. <laughs> he becomes the villain in the next Marvel movie. <laughs> Oh my god! Because like, can you imagine the buddy cop movie of Rocket Raccoon and Alf? <laughs> yes, we all flying awesome. through space together. <laughs> yes, oh man, that would be a show to watch. <laughs> was Saved by the Bell in the eighties? That started like late eighties, right? Uh, Saved by the Bell. Like, I think it was like maybe eighty nine. It was, I think, late eighties it started. Mm. But that would be cool too. Saved yeah. by the Bell. But I think that I, I would yeah. say that's more of a nineties show yeah yeah um well very exciting i'm looking forward to an 80s episode next week and i think that's all i got for episode 104 do you have anything else you want to talk about no i think that's i think we we've covered this one pretty pretty darn good i figured this would be a a pretty good one too because there was a lot in that one but uh yeah we've covered pretty much everything cool uh, well, thanks for doing this again with me, Ryan. And next week, we're going to be back for episode 105. So make sure that you are subscribed to Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes and every other podcast app. And we will talk to you next week about more of our developing theories. Yes, can't wait. We'll see you next week. The first time Wanda destroys the stone with her powers while she's holding off Thanos. It's pretty badass. Camera zooms in on me. So we get some high proof alcohol. We get gasoline. Anything that says. What makes our lives worth living is our mortality. If there were not mortality, we wouldn't be. Luckily for me, most of the beauty pageants that I've um, participated in don't. I've done my fair share of blood. I've always liked showing myself off naked. Got up out of the seat, walked to me, and then slapped me. Spontaneous conversation with people from around the world on Stranger Than Christian. Available on your favorite podcast app and at StrangerThanChristian.com. Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard. 